This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club. Tanner. Hey, bud. Tess of the Durbavilles. That's what we're talking about today, right? Tess of the Durbavilles? Yeah. What? The Thomas Hardy novel? Tess. Tess. The character in this book? Yeah. Tess Swinehart? Yeah, Swinehart. Come on, Swinhart. man. Do you know what Swinehart means in German? Pigheart? Pigherd. Pigherder. No, that would be... Oh, yeah, maybe. Okay, fine. Yes, good. So anyway... How are you? Uh, I've How been Tanner you? Greenring. Please uh, rate and subscribe. <laughs> Share any episode friend. with a friend, uh, including this one. Claudia's wearing a bra now. <laughs> Think boys have just been invented. You know what? With the way she talks, you kind of would. Mm. All right. Good uh, Good episode. Should we should talk about the book a little, I guess, too, huh? Yeah, let's talk. Let's. We could also introduce the show. Um, I'm impartial to that. I'm happy okay. to do it. Okay, why don't you go for it? Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitter's Club. Club. My name is Tanner Daniel Greenring. And I'm Jack Shepard. Uh, this week we read a book. Uh-huh. Jack, it had a it had a title, I'm pretty could sure. I, could, it, could I ask you a... Um, I'm almost a certain pursuit. it had a title. And Babysitter's like- Club number 111, uh-huh. Stacy's Secret Friend. Could I ask you a question? Yeah. What's the What's the podcast about? Podcast is about two dudes in their <laughs> 30s. That's what it is. That's not what it's about. Who read the Babysitter's Club books each week. Mm-hmm. It's about friendship. It's about humor. Mm-hmm. It's about the novels of Princeton's own Annabelle Matthews Martin, mm-hmm. Stormborn, yep. Soul Skinner, Bane to Bats, mm-hmm. The Hand That Shakes, Yep. First of her name, last of her kind, last hope for humankind. Mm-hmm. This week, Jack, we read a book called... Wait, is that the mother of clocks you're talking about? She's has been known as the mother yeah. of clocks. Okay. The, wow. the Primarch. Yep. Sanctified, um, right? Sanctified, I think yeah. I already said. Mm-hmm. This week, we read a book, Jack, Yeah. called Babysitter's Club, number 111, Stacy's Secret Friend. Ooh. And it was... Fine. I thought it was great. I thought it was good. I, I thought, thought it was, was good. I liked okay. it. Can I confess something to you? Yeah. I um I don't know how to say this. For a long time now, um I have been Oh. It's okay. Just say it. Just for, for a long time. Yeah. You know, okay, let me can I Jack, wrap up Jack, to Jack, Jack, we've been friends a long time. You can okay. say whatever you need to say to me. You know, sometimes like you'll get into something and it'll just be kind of casual. Yeah. And then as you get further and further and deeper into it, it'll start to become an obsession. Yeah. That's how I am with the novels that... Tanner, I'm a waniac. You're a waniac. I'm a waniac. Oh, thank God, Jack. <laughs> I thought you were about to tell me that you were a fan of Stacy books now. <laughs> I liked this one and I like Stacy, but... And I was about to hang up on you. <laughs> And cancel tonight's record. Okay, no, I'm a Waniac. Waniac. Oh, yeah. thank God. I am a Suzanne man, Jack. Oh, you know what? It sounds like we're both uh, insane in spirits. The, I was going to say insane in the membrane. Oh, yeah. That too. Chief Suzanne Waniacs. in the brain. Co-chief Waniacs. Yeah. After assuming Suzanne Wayne's mother and father and <sighs> lover and yes. children. Yeah. Anyone can get into the hierarchy on the low levels. Yeah. You just kind of have to, you have to do a lot of like psychological testing. Everyone is a low level waniac. Yes. They may not know it. You've got wait, waintons surging yeah. through your bloodstream right now. Yeah. And you need one of our Suzanne meter. You hold on to these two rods on the yeah. Suzanne meter. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, it's a lot more fun than it sounds. And we can uh, measure the level of waintons. Wainachlorians. Wa- yeah, in everyone's a little Suzanne in the Boyne. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so we all have the germs to be Waniacs. I am a full-blown Waniac. I'm proud of it. I'm glad we're talking about it. I'm a Suzanne man. I'm insane um, in, in, in Suzanne in the 
Inzane. How do we say it? Inzane in the Mem-Buane? I say Suzane in I'm, the Buane. I'm Suzane in the Membuane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what's crazy? This book was written by Nola Thacker. No, it wasn't. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about the book. It was an interesting um, novel. It was an interesting novel. There's a new girl in town called Tess Swinehart. Tess of the Durbervilles. Now, where is this? This is a... What'd you say his name was? Austin Harper? <laughs> I think that's a Babysitter's Club secondary character. <laughs> Austin something, right? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. The other Tess I can think of is guarding Tess. Tess. I'm just trying to think where she got it from, because Tess Swinehart is a... Sorry, it's Swinhart. Swinhart, yeah. Tess Swinhart is one of the most interesting and compelling characters who has ever been introduced in this series. Yeah. With the exception, possibly, of the short-lived, literally, Amelia Freeman, who is mentioned in this, and who... Very briefly, yeah whom Tess is very clearly supposed to be a replacement for because she becomes best friends with Barbara Hirsch, who had previously been best friends with Amelia Freeman before she was taken from us. You know who's kind of an interesting character as well? Uh, uh, kind of a bad boy. Not yeah. as not as wholesome as Tess Swinhart is Clarence King. He Who insists on being called King. Very cool. Very cool. Well, he does a pretty He's a- pleasant things this yeah he's a bad dude he's a really bad dude but insisting on being called king is very cool yeah and you know what what he's not the only bro in the bsc canon who insists on being called king oh right wouldn't there there are two other bros in the bsc canon who insist on being called king lane's boyfriend lane's lane cummings's boyfriend in new york who's like three years older and has like I can't remember his thing. Maybe he's got a nose ring or something. Something that's just like out of our league. Yeah. He's called, he is he's called King. King. His name is King. And then, then you got Irv Hirsch, the prank king of prank the seventh king. grade. Yeah. And now Maybe. you got Clarence King, whose name is Clarence, but who insists on being called King. Maybe each ghostwriter has their king. Oh, that actually tracks. Maybe they're souls that resonate across each ghostwriter yeah i can i can try and see if i can figure this out can you um uh, sing the song where i google stuff all around me actually don't we have someone else who does it faces yes here's the thing though is all these kings will eventually meet up and go on an expedition across the wasteland oh yeah and eventually they'll find a door and they'll go through the door and they'll find another king Stephen King, and they'll bring him into the wasteland as well. Well, these novels have a lot of resonance with The Dark Tower by Stephen King. Baby Nation, if you haven't read The Dark Tower, we talk about it a lot. It's sort of required reading by this point. Literally, at some point in the books, the characters invade our world, our human world, and bring the author of their own books, Stephen King, the Stephen King, into the storyline Okay, so Stacy's ex-best friend, book number 51, was written by Anne M. Martin? Anne? By herself. Is that even no. possible? No. The, Anne stopped writing these books at book 35. Well, there's no fucking acknowledgement. Babysitter's Club, number 51, Stacy's ex-best friend, penned by Anne M. Martin exclusively. And so Irv Hirsch shows up in Stacy's Big Crush, which is number 65, and that's Pete Larangis. So that makes sense. The Prank King. Oh, wait. It wasn't the Prank King then. Alan Gray was the reigning king of pranks. Yeah, so uh, this is Irv boring. Hirsch. This is a boring thing we're talking okay, about. Okay, let's, let's stop. Let's talk about the let's book stop. that we're reading. Okay, all right. Let's cut all of that. Let's cut um, all of that. Except for the beginning of it, which is What good. a good character. Yeah. Tess Swinhart is. Yeah, yes. I yes. Thank you. Yes. She she's, is tall. She's my favorite babysitters club character. Let me let me describe her. Let me describe someone to you and you tell me if they're cool. Okay. Tall. Yeah. Sort of broad. Cool. Okay. Cool. Wears clothes that you don't think are fashionable, but you know, you're not the expert. Right. Thick framed glasses. Mm-hmm. Short hair. Yeah, you're describing Tess Swinhart, whom I've already told you I think is cool. 
but you you agree that all of those characteristics make for a cool person. Has been to Paris. Very cool. Has been to Paris would be kind of important in there. Yeah. Um, has been to the, the Le, Le Sainte Pompidou. Uh, and can say it just real good. Yeah. Yep. That's important. I'm trying to think what else. Um, talented. Uh huh. Artistically talented. Yep. Yeah. Um, marches to the beat of their own drummer. Yeah. All those uh, things add up to being a cool person. Yes, that's what a cool person is. A cool is. person who Jack likes. Whom Jack likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not great with English. Not necessarily. Yeah. Clumsy. Accident Clumsy. prone. Um, doesn't get references. Pig-like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, this is a great character. Yeah. Tess is tall and gawky and wears thick glasses. Tanner. and Tanner. Yeah. If you want me, Tanner, look at yeah. me. Look at yeah. me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> if if you want me to tell you you're cool, we don't have to do like a game like okay. that. Okay. Just ask me. Just ask me. Jack, you think I'm cool? Okay, so Tess Swinhart <laughs> is, I think she's one of the most dynamic new characters that has ever been introduced in the Babysitter's Club. She is cool, and like, the, can we can spoil it. The way that she's cool is that, like, you're Suzanne does this amazing thing where she leads you to believe that she's not cool. Yeah, she's like a she's like a nerdlinger who doesn't understand that everyone's making fun of her and calling her a pig. And her like fashions are like nobody wears pink. She wears a lot of pink. Nobody wears pink, and like she wears these like kind of polyester seventies seventies style outfits. Yeah. Thick glasses. Everybody's like, I was like, oh, fuck, who's this nerd? Yeah. Oh, gosh. It and turns then, out she's not a nerd. And then Stacy's like, Stacy's like, not cool. I want to make you over. Yeah. Doesn't go over well. Everyone uh, carries her. Not lifts her, but like does the thing that people do to carry in the movie yeah. Carrie. Yeah. Everyone's against her, but it turns yeah. out she is cool. Yes, but it turns out she is cool. And the way that she's cool, and this is what Suzanne brings to the table, is that she's cool because... She went to school in France where coolness is, what, three three to four months? I don't know the science of it, but it's like three to four months ahead of everybody. At least. At least. Yeah. And France so they- is like, France is three, at least three, four months ahead, and then there's America, and then there's Germany, who's like three, four years behind. Right. Yeah. So right now in Germany, they're wearing a lot of Ed Hardy. Yeah. They're doing bling and like bleached hair. They're like, in, in about two years, they're going to- discover the fidget spinner yeah that's gonna be fun for them yeah tanner tess is an amazing character she's cool and she's cool before anyone else she's like a precog of cool she understands cool before anyone else can and it's it comes across as lame yeah that's what happens to people like us like yeah me and tess yeah we're kind of like there at the front edge and people don't quite get it and they're like he's wearing a lot of J Crew factory stuff. Does he just buy clothes from J Crew factory? Yeah, and little But then in like 5 years, yeah. suddenly everyone's buying J Crew factory. Yeah. And I've moved on, you know. I'm on like You're on some other shit. You're on Ralph like Lauren Polo Factory, the big and tall men's store. Yeah. <laughs> I'm buying stuff from like the Sears boys section. Yeah. <laughs> Like the Husky Boys section. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, where is he getting that stuff? I didn't even know um, Bugle Boy was still around. Oh, man. Bugle Boy was my fucking jam. <laughs> that was a good pull. You go into the Sears Boys section, they're like, We're not used to boys as big as you. <laughs> You're like, You will be. Just wait five years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bugle Boy, Tanner, let's describe the novel. Oh, boy. I kind of thought we had already done it a little bit. Um, we'll do it fast. You're so rigid. You stick to the rules, man. We already talked about the, the she's from Paris. Her name is Tess. Well, we can switch it up. You want to do? Um, you want to describe it in a couple sentences and make it sound tight and professional, and I will describe it in 60 seconds? <clears throat> Let's see if I can do this without having a paragraph written down that I can read from okay. like you do every week. All right, so you do you do you you I think do, I the, can do this. You do the the hard thing this week, Tanner. I'll do the easy <laughs> thing just describing a book I've already read in 60 seconds. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. All right, scintillate me with your <clears throat> your prose with your your beautiful words. You will see whether it's as uh, easy as you think it is. You ready? Do the music Yeah, we, I'll yeah, the music's going, man. Anne M. Martin's legendary debut 
about a teenage outcast and the revenge she enacts on her classmates. Tess Swinhart may be picked on by her classmates, but she has a gift. She can move things with her mind. Doors lock, candles fall. This is her power and her problem. Then, an act of kindness from Stacy McGill offers Tess a chance to be normal until an unexpected cruelty turns her gift into a weapon of horror and destruction that no one will ever forget. <laughs> Stacy's secret friend. Are you done? Whoo! I can't believe I just pulled that out of myself like that, Jack. I wasn't really paying attention. Oh, you should have been. It was so good. I just tapped into something inside of me. Something about... It did sound good. It sounded very professional. It just came out of me. Wow. Okay, well, I... It was really I, good. Can I make two comments? I'd like yeah. to, to make two comments. One, yeah. I'd like to formally apologize, because I... I'm going to admit now that I was kind of setting you up to like flounder around. Yeah. And just like not be be reaching for words and not finishing sentences properly and just saying something dumb and my hope was that you would kind of realize how difficult it is for me to do the thing that I do. Uh-huh. And that's not what happened. It sounded polished. Yeah, that's it was it good. It was really good. So that's my first comment. Yeah. My, did you say something about she can move things with her mind. Yeah, because that's not that actually didn't happen in this book. I guess you just didn't read it all that closely. Okay, because it, it it is true that there's a an act of what did you call it? An act of um, let's see, what did I call it? I called it. Um, you were searching act, your there was an act of, your memory banks. Yeah, there was an act <laughs> of kindness. Okay, uh, well, to Stacy, and then um, until an unexpected cruelty. Oh, right, yeah. Turned her gift into a weapon of horror. Okay. Well, and the following. Let me read you this passage, Tanner. Yeah. It's from the end. Yeah. Claudia gave me a meaningful look. I think she understood what I meant and how I was feeling about my experience with Tess. She understood without my saying it because she knows me so well, which, after all, is what being friends is all about. Yeah. Is reading each other's minds. Yeah. Telepathy. Telepathy. That's what f- being friends is all about. But and I think what you were doors des- and candles yeah. falling. What you were and- describing was telekinesis. But it's, it's like it's two two sides of the same coin, Jack. Right. Wow. I can't believe I had that in me, man. Tanner. Yeah. May I make a third comment? It's just like I'm buzzing off of that. Okay, may I make a third comment? Yeah. I made two comments. The first yeah. was, as you know, an apology. The second was uh, a query. Yeah. Uh the third is another the, apology. It's, Jack, you're you're forgiven. The third is that that was the Amazon.com description of Carrie, a novel by Stephen King, word for word. Carrie is about a girl named Tess Swinhart, <laughs> Jack. Not word for word, with the word for word, but with the words Carrie White replaced with the words Tess Swinhart. Well, that's a pretty big coincidence. <laughs> and that uh, that's that I'm going to I'm going to label that a criticism. My first my first comment was a apology, my second is a queer and the third I'm going to is I'm going to call it what it is, is a criticism because it, it sounds like, like an accusation of plagiarism. Yeah, it kind of feels like you just took the amazon.com description of the novel Carrie by Stephen I'm just going to say that seems like a pretty big coincidence. Okay. Because the thematically, the books are pretty similar. They're so I guess that's similar. where you're you're getting confused. Well, I was getting it confused because of the verbatim use of all of the words that were in this Amazon description in your description. That's well, Jack, what kind of where the confusion was coming from. My I would end. love to see you do my job. Okay. Where you describe the book in its entirety in 60 seconds. Better okay. than I did yours, Mr. Throwing Around Accusations of... of- <laughs> I, I did it with an apo- what we call an apology sandwich. <laughs> That's not a open, thing. Open-faced. Okay. All right. So what are we going to do? What do we do with me? I, um, I just... I, I write- Jack, have a big bad clock here and you in get, my hand. So I'm going to be able to take some time to go and just like write down... Everything that happened in the book and then read it out? Nope, that's not the way we do it on my end. You know what we do? What? Jack Shepard, I have a big bad clock in my hand. You have 60 seconds to describe this book in its entirety. I am starting right now. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. 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 Tess Swinhart is new. T. 
to Stony Brook Middle School. She shows up. She doesn't know anybody. She seems a little weird. She runs into Stacy McGill because they're doing a project together after she destroyed a paper mache jaguar that they that Stacy was making for too detailed the man. You got to pick it up. And they're doing a project together, and uh, Stacy starts to like her, but she thinks that she's weird. Don't and get hung up on names. The boys at school start calling her Piggy because she wears pink and she has an upturned nose. And Stacy realizes that's the case, uh, but Stacy tries seconds. to make her over uh, with a makeover instead of just telling her what's going on, and that's a problem. And also, there's a B plot where Jackie Radowski is uh, with Nikki Pike. Uh, trying to, uh, and that's time, Jack Shepard. <laughs> Here's all the stuff you didn't hit. <laughs> you you are harassing me a lot more than I harass you. <laughs> Here's another thing you missed. Tess fell off a bleacher and broke her ankle and wrist. Oh God, yeah, she did. Here's another thing you missed. Tess is from Paris and mm. she's actually cool. She's from Paris and she's actually cool. Yeah. Um. Uh, here's another thing you missed. Clarence King. I don't know. <laughs> well, I didn't talk about the the B plot. The B plot. You is didn't talk that, about the B plot, B plot at all. The B plot is that Jackie Radowski. God, it's crazy, man. When you're in there, you're under the the bright lights. The yeah. clock is ticking. Yeah. I couldn't even fucking remember the B plot. Yeah. You you miss it a lot of times. That's wild. Yeah. This was a weak B plot in your defense. Jackie Radowski and Nikki Pike have some like secret thing, and it's not clear what's going on. But it turns out that. Nikki Pike has signed up to be Jackie Radowski's the bodyguard. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like the like the hit film. You know what's crazy that I just figured out? Tell me. The the A plot so uh so just to put a pin in that, Nikki Pike has signed up to be the bodyguard for Jackie Radowski, who some strong boys thought that he stole their leather jacket. Right, but he didn't. But he has a leather jacket just like it. And it all, it, okay. it's all explained in the end. And I know, Baby Nation, you're like, you guys keep talking about Jackie. Right. Where's our track of Jackie? Turns out there's, there's no actual blipping in this we'll, book. We'll get into it. But let me t- tell you something, Tanner. The B plot of this novel is that Nikki Pike has signed up to be the bodyguard for... Jackie Radowski. Mm-hmm. That's an accurate description. The A plot of this novel is that Stacy, in a somewhat misguided but genuinely attempting to be helpful way, is guarding Tess from the um, assassin's bullets that are rude comments about right. her pig like nature. So, from- this novel, Tanner, is The Bodyguard and Guarding Tess. What's Guarding Tess? It's a classic. A thing? Is that a thing? Bodyguard movie <laughs> starring Kevin, Kevin Costner. Costner. No, that's it's just called The Bodyguard. Do you mean the Whitney Houston, Kevin Costner vehicle? The Bodyguard? How do you not know the guarding Tess? It's Nicolas Cage. 80%, 88% of Google users liked it. 58% <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Less good. Nicolas Cage is an agent with a Secret Service uniform decision. He's assigned to protect former First Lady Tess. Tess Swinhart? It doesn't say. I'm not sure if they fall in love. Do you know the movie The Bodyguard? Yeah, it's the same. It's that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, so's Guarding Tess, man. It's Nick Cage. No one's ever heard of Guarding Tess. When did it come out? Apparently, you haven't. Ninety four, <laughs> right in your wheelhouse. So this this wait, when did bo- The Bodyguard come out? You're on Google right now. <laughs> Bodyguard came out in ninety two. Wait, is this, uh... That's what I was just thinking. This might be... Might be freely. So Suzanne Wayne just watched watched a bunch of bodyguarding movies. Because this... Yeah, this book came out in 97. Yeah. So this is well after both The, the Bodyguard and this fictional Suzanne movie that you invented called Guarding Tess. Suzanne Wayne was like... Like, Anne called her up the day before, like, the galleys were due and was like... Hey, have you got the book about the with the bodyguard subplot? Yeah. And if it, it was like Suzanne was like Suzanne was like, "Uh, shit. I, I thought this was a Nola month." <laughs> what if it was just like 6 years overdue? Like they were trying to like synergize off of the popularity of the bodyguard <laughs> and not making it happen. Uh speaking of the the bodyguard subplot, the, yeah. the B plot, I have this week, Jack, a yeah. baller of the week. Let's hear it. Mal 
and Jesse's jaws fell open when Nikki strutted down the stairs. His hair was slicked back and he was wearing sunglasses and sporting enormous biceps under a football jersey. His expression was completely serious. So serious, Mal told me later, that it was funny. What happened to you? Mallory sputtered, trying not to laugh. He turned to her but didn't answer. Instead, he smoothed back his hair, which shattered Mallory's self-control. <laughs> she collapsed into the couch with laughter. Are you trying to look tough? She asked when she'd caught her breath. I don't look tough. I am tough, he growled. <laughs> oh, come on, Nikki, said Jesse. What's going on? Are you in a play or something? I never play, <laughs> he replied. I always mean business. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Nikki is good this week, and he's a good bodyguard, and he does a lot of bodyguard heroics to yeah. save Jackie from these mean boys. Yeah, it's beautiful. I never play. I never I play. Always I mean always business. mean business. I'm going to put that in my email signature. That's cool. <laughs> Don't you think? Can you can you quote Nikki Pike? Yes, <laughs> Nikki Pike. It's like, quote... I never play. I only mean business. End quote. Nikki Pike. Nikki Pike. Babysitter's Club. <laughs> no, don't even say the Babysitter's <laughs> Just Club. Just say Nikki Pike. Yeah. People yeah. will think it's some kind of like Lee Child thing. What about on a business card? Because then it has a double meaning. That's cool. I never play. I always mean business. Like you hand up, you're like, hey, it's great to it's great to meet you at this networking event. Yeah. It's crowd noise. Um, mm. Sorry, do these um, do these hors d'oeuvres have? Do they have shellfish in them? I'm just I'm asking. Oh, oh sorry, you, I didn't see you there. You're uh, the waiter. I was talking to the the wait staff here. Um, I didn't um, see you approach me. I apologize. Well, uh, hello. Are you are you also a um, businessman? Oh yeah, yeah. My name is. Um, what is it? It's just tell me. It's um, <laughs> Hercules. My name is uh, Hercules Throp Muscle. Oh, Hercules. Um, kind of, uh, you know, I'm actually pretty well known in these uh, in these circles. I'm surprised. I'm sorry, really? your na- I didn't catch your name. Rich. Rich. Mm. That's your first name or last name? Actually, a little bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Rich Richson. Rich Richson. Yeah. Oh, you're um. Centertech. You're, you're at Centertech. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys mm-hmm. are doing good work over there. Uh, I heard about the tragedy over there. Oh the yeah. Two, the two you guys about... who uh, disappeared. Yeah. Did you um? Did you guys ever find them? What were they? Last names? we saw them, farmers market. Dave and Mark, right? Yeah, Dave, Dave, Mark. Yeah, Dave Markson. Uh, it's Dave, Dave, Davison, and Mark Markson. Uh. uh, uh. And Went to just, the farmer's market together? They, they told me, because they were my roommates. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're your roommates? Yeah. Good, oh, very wow. good friends. We had gone to Hawaii on a trip to Hawaii and everything. Yeah. Uh, they went to the farmer's market. They said they were going to make a cauliflower cheese. Vegan. That sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> man, I'm so sorry for your loss. I had no yeah. idea they were your roommates. Yeah. I tell you what, man. Yeah. If you're ever looking, if you're ever looking for something new... Yeah, I'm looking. For, the whole company's blown up now. We can't. I do, gotta we tell can't, you, obviously can't work with our CAO and our uh, and the the guy has a phone in the room. You know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking for work over at Throb Muscle Industries. Yeah, you know, we take our employee safety very seriously. We're a very s- serious company. You know, if you're ever looking for some a new line of work, you're ever looking for a new place that you, you you're gonna feel a little more safe, a little more f- at home. Yeah. Um, I would love to give you have one of my people give you a call. Do you have a do you have a business card or? Uh... Uh, yeah, I got a business card. Um, do you guys, Can I ask you a question before I uh, before I give it to you? Yeah. Do you guys um you guys have fun? Is it one of these workplaces that like has like a slide and like razor scooters and there's not a lot of you know not a lot of business a lot of people having you know what time? I gotta tell you, um, Rich, mm. we. We believe in a good work-life balance okay. at Rob Muscle Industries. But uh, what that means is that when you're at work, we expect you to work. Okay. You know, you're there. We ask you to come in for eight hours, 40 hours yeah. a week, eight hours a day. And in that time, we expect you to work. We're not going to keep you late. We're not going to ask yeah. you to come in early. When you're on business time, it's all business. If you're looking for fun, you do that in your free time. Say no more, Hercules. Let me uh, now give you my business card. It says here, uh, <laughs> I never play. I always mean business. 
That's right. And then you've qu- you've quoted <laughs> Nicholas Pike here. Now, who is that? Yeah. Is he like a, a, a nice nin or bodyguard? Oh, he's a body. He's your bodyguard. A bodyguard. He's a bodyguard. He's a the bodyguard. Do you keep a bodyguard after what happened to your uh, <laughs> roommates? <laughs> I probably should. You probably should. If we ever find out what happened to them. Uh, sorry, one second. Yeah. There, uh, sorry. And scene. Beautiful. I feel like we worked something out there. Yeah, I guess. Nikki Pike. Nikki Pike. Hey, Tanner, what about if we take a quick break? <laughs> yeah, probably a good idea. All right. And bye. Bye. Jack. That's my name. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, a little bit ago, before all of the Deep Voice Boy stuff and Baller of the Weeks and all that of other other nonsense, <coughs> you hinted that you had some, some Radowski lore to dig into. Well, would you care to dig into it now is, is the question I'm getting to. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for putting it baldly. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. I want to talk to you about Jackie Radowski. We this is a book that the entire B plot is centered on Jackie Radowski, who it was a long time B plot and it was not incredibly know. well tied to the A plot. Just to get that out of the way. Okay, what do you want me to do? You want me to email Suzanne? You want no, me to I just call want her Baby up Nation. I like I I think that Baby Nation can probably sense some discomfort. Okay. I think they can they can sense that we're a so little let's uncomfortable. Just, let's just tease this out. Let's just tease this out together. Yeah. What's going to yeah. happen? What you're asking me to do? Yeah. I'm going to get on my work email. Yeah. I'm going to email Suzanne Way and I'm going to find her or her publicist or her husband or wife or mom or kids. Right. I'm and not sure of of I'm not sure of her family situation. Right. I'm going to email her. Yeah. I'm going to shoot her an email. I'm going to be like, we'll, we'll just write it out together. What? Um, hey, Suzanne, reading your book. Uh, dear Ms. Ms. Slash Mrs. Wayne. Wayne. We know she's married. And then and then parentheses, we're not sure of your family situation. We're not sure of your family situation. I'm not sure. As you may know, apart from your family, right? I and my colleague are amongst the chief Wayneyacs in the world. Mm-hmm. However... This is you, because I like the book. However, yeah. my However, colleague... My colleague, Tanner Greenring... Right. Who, I will remind you, is a chief among the Waniacs. Right. Recently read Babysitter's Club number 111, Stacy's Secret Friend, and commented on the fact that the B-plot about Jackie Rodowski and Nikki Pike was tenuously related to the A-plot at best... Right. And at worst, it was kind of sloppily dashed okay. That's, into okay. the rest I'm of the I'm writing this down. Yeah. And then it's going to say, sincerely yours, Jack, Jack Shepard. Alexander Shepard. And then underneath that, there's going to be a signature. It's going to say my title, Babysitter's Club Club co-host. And then underneath that, it's going to say, I never play. I always mean business. Business. End quote. Yeah. Attributed Nikki Pike. To Nikki Pike. And how do you think she's going to take that? Well, I hope she emails and apologizes. Okay. All right. We'll keep people posted. <laughs> Did you find her email? <laughs> no. Did you find her publicist? I'll, I'll do it after the show. Lover or kid's email? Like, yeah, I'm going to email her lover. <laughs> Tanner, Jackie Radowski is a major part of this novel, but he doesn't have an accident. No, he doesn't and have any accidents. Longtime listeners will know that we have a hit segment on this podcast called Track and Jackie. It's called Strack and Jackie. It's called Track and Jackie. <laughs> and it is a segment in which we discuss Jackie's antics through time. His, his permeable nature in time and space. Right. Uh, but there's no need to do that this week, Jack, because it didn't happen. It didn't happen. He was but a boy. He was but a boy. He had no accidents. We know that when Jackie has an accident, traditionally what it means is that he's blipped out of existence and into existence in another 
parallel universe where he lives out an entire life. That's informed by that's whatever informed accident by is happening in real time. This week, Nothing. he's a major player. But he's but a boy. You could have swapped him out for any boy. other boy in Stony Brook. And yet, Tanner, and yet, let me read you a passage from this novel. You didn't have to do all that, I said to Tess. Sure I did. She began cutting a section of mesh. I wrecked the jaguar statue, didn't I? It's my fault. It was an accident, I said. Accident is my middle name lately. I don't know what's the matter with me. Suddenly, I'm so clumsy. Suddenly, I'm so clumsy. I understand. Oh, I understand. You think there's some... You think there's some slippage. I think there's some bleed. Yeah. And later on in the novel, Tess... Oh, my goodness. Baby Nation. We didn't have a professional doing the 60-second description this week, so you didn't actually get this, but... Oh, boy. Yeah. The climax of this novel. Nice. Tess. Yeah. Do you want to explain yourself? What do you mean? Do you want to explain yourself? Why don't you just just explain yourself? Say what you said. I said, yeah. And then? I don't... You said... Something, something, something. Climax of this novel. I said, nice. You said, Tess. I said, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Okay. I heard it. Yeah. You said, what did you say? Yeah. You said, Tess. Yeah. As though you were about to start a sentence. And I said, right. yeah, to be like, I'm listening. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good? Yep. We're good. Yeah. So you, okay. go ahead. Start over. Okay. So, Tess. So, Tess. Yep. In the climax of this novel. Nice. <laughs> okay. Now you now we know what happened. Well, climax means orgasm. <laughs> okay. Tanner, in the climax of this novel, Tess, they fucking, for some reason, and th- you're going to have to take this up with Suzanne Wayne. I'll send you all her email when I get it. For some reason, in, Sto- in the universe that Suzanne Wayne and Anne have created, in Stony Brook Middle School, it's okay for the students to suddenly decide that in the middle of the year that they're going to change the school's mascot. Oh, yeah. Just like... And like no no teachers present, no teachers present. They're just like shooting the shit in the like the in the eighth grade lounge, and they're yeah, like I mean, they were. It was the mascot. it was the pep ra- uh, the like spirit the pep squad, squad, the pep squad. Yeah, but like the school, it's like a big school. They have a pep squad. They have a football team. For Christ's sake, they're a huge school. They have jerseys. Like, I assume they that- have some mural somewhere that has a jaguar <laughs> painted on it. They have like a sign that someone, some dumb like alum who still loves his high school for some yeah. stupid reason, like Jaguars paid for ten thousand dollars for that says like Jaguars. Yeah, Jaguar they're doing. They're sending out f- fundraising emails that are on letterhead that say like "Grr Jaguars," yeah. and they want to change the mascot to Pig. Yeah, just the so they can like Prince of the Jungle do a mean joke on Tess. <laughs> well, so that you've preempted me. Sorry. So they decide for whatever reason they decide they're going to change the mascot they they have a competition to come up with the different mascot names and all the people who call tess a pig submit pig as a possibility then at the fucking worst possible time of all halftime of the sms football game right pep rally they all stacy and the rest of the pep squad people i don't know how the fuck she has time to do pep squad and be the fucking math whiz of all of stony brook but that's so on Stacy, and yeah. get and get to BSC meetings on time. That's a lot. It's a lot and of action. Manages her diabetes, and she's managing her diabetes, and she's going to New York oh, every she other doesn't weekend. Date anyone? I bet that uh, Mary Ann's record book is like, yeah, Stacy, dude, you're not fucking free. Yeah, you are not free. No, she's not dating anyone currently. She's so she's not. got all the time in the world. She's got all the time in the world. Yeah, but she gets up in front of everybody. She's holding a little poster board for each mascot that comes up with a cool yeah. diagram drawn Barbara's by, like, drawn by uh, Tess. Let's, let's hear beautiful. cheers for the eagles. And yeah. and Stacy raises up a, a poster board that has an eagle on it. The Tess let's drew. Who wants, who wants the bears? Stacy lifts up the bear poster, you know? And then... And then Barbara is like, let's hear it for the pig. Who wants the pig mascot? Stacy raises her arms with her poster board. Guess what? Yeah. It's got a big, life-size, blown-up photo of Tess. Larger than life. Larger than life. You can see every detail. And you know what happens? Tess trips, falls off the bleachers. Yep, from the top. Blip. (gasps) Oh, Jack, are you sure? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, man.
And then what? Bring me into your world. <laughs> I don't think we know. I know what. I know what. What? what? She finds herself standing in front of an adoring crowd of her peers and classmates at prom. She's she's found acceptance finally as she's crowned prom queen by the pep squad. But Tess her joy, her her camaraderie, her newfound inclusion is cut short when a bucket full of pig's blood Whoa. comes plummeting from the ceiling, coating, drenching her. She, she doesn't know what to do. She's, she's furious. All she can see is red. She, she looks out on the crowd as everyone laughs at her, including the teacher. Everyone. Everyone is laughing at her. And she reaches out her arms and slams shut all the doors in the gymnasium. A fire hose whips off the wall and starts slamming into the faces of her um, fellow students and and faculty members at SMS. The principal of the school becomes electrocuted and and her teacher, Mr. Kingbridge, is crushed to death by a backdrop. Soon the whole gymnasium is up in flames. And as her fellow students and teachers all submit to the fire around her and burn to death, she calmly walks out the front doors and, using her mind, locks the doors behind her. As she's walking home, she sees Alan Gray and Clarence King in a car. They're driving towards her. They intend to run her down to kill her. But as they approach, she uses her mind to flip the car, and it explodes. They both burned to death in the overturned car. Blip. Wow. Tanner, can I offer you an apology? Is it too late? I don't think it's too late. Well, I'd like to apologize because... Last time you apologized to me, though, you um, you called me on my bullshit a little bit. So, are you going to do that again, or are you just going to apologize? No, that was um, that was the the kind of the f- first piece of bread on what we call an apology sandwich in the business. And I'm going to uh-huh. do I'm going to putting the, I don't know if you remember, but I said I said I was going to do an apology sandwich, and I only right. had one piece of bread. So I'm right. going to kind of put that other other so slice. This on. is the this, this is, is the other end of the apology sandwich. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Knowing this now, knowing that this is what happened to Tess, having caught, if I'm putting the pieces together correctly, having caught Jackie Radowski's time-walking disease condition from him, now that he seems to have gotten it under control, like Professor X, he's controlling all that psionic energy, but But it's affecting other... It's got to go somewhere. Right. Knowing now what happened to her in the parallel universe and time... Where she lived out her life, your uh-huh. description was spot on. I know, ma'am, and that just came out of me. And know? I shouldn't have doubted it. No, you shouldn't have doubted me. I'm uh, very bright. I'm very gifted. Yeah. I can do this stuff in my sleep. I know you have to like labor over this, and you have yeah. to sit and write all this out, and you have to read it, and you have to like pretend you're not reading it. But like f- for me, it's just natural. It's natural talent, you know. Well, that's. Clearly the case, and I hope that you'll accept my apology. Um, apology not accepted. Okay. I want you to live in this. All right. Either you're still going to have to account for the fact that it's verbatim what they wrote on the Amazon review of that's, I get. I think that's just a weird coincidence. Okay. What else do we have to discuss in this book, man? I feel like we've we've kind of thumped this melon now at this point. Yeah, we kind of thumped this entire melon. Oh, I've got something. Yeah. I was wondering, Jack, if mm-hmm. you may have captured this week a you got one yeah i got a bunch i got a this couple. was a burn heavy week it was, but but it's a book about bullying yeah, it was. They were mean burns, and so none of the burns on Tess, who, again, let me reiterate, 
by a long shot, the coolest character ever to be introduced in these series. Yeah, cool, like well dressed, hip Parisian. Would you agree with that? Cooler than Pete Black. Mm, She's from Paris. Heat. She's from Paris. She, or she has Black incredible is, fashion sense. That's like Pete three Black months has ahead shoulder of the time. length hair now. She's so cool that people think she's not cool because her coolness is from four months in the fucking future. Yeah. Okay. She's the coolest. Yeah. She's the coolest character. She's. But, but so there are a lot of burns where they're like, oh, comparing her to a pig. Like Alan Gray does this whole thing where he's and like. The reason they compare her to a pig is because she wears a lot of pink, which we will all soon discover is yeah. the hot trend. Yes. Next spring. Yes. I think she has an upturned nose, though you wouldn't know it from the Hodges' depiction of her this week. Upturned nose? A slope nose? Ski slope. Ski slope nose? Shannon Kilborn. Shannon Kilborn. Nobody, and we love no one's her. calling her a pig. No, unless they want a fractured C4 vertebrae. What is that? <laughs> the joke being that Shannon Kilborn would break their neck. <laughs> okay. I forgot what we were talking about. Uh, a precision fracture. Right on their C four vertebrae by a CIA trained. Yeah, you don't you don't fuck with Shannon Kilborn. You don't. But apparently, people still think it's fine to fuck with this nice Parisian girl. Yeah, who's ahead just ahead of the times. Yeah, um, they're all they're all mean comments, and right. while they may be burns, uh-huh. they're they're disqualified. We will not allow them, but we will allow a burn on. One of the greats. Yeah. Because he can take it. Okay. You ready for this one? Yep. Here's my burn of the week this week. Mr. Fisk cleared his throat loudly, <laughs> and I turned around in a hurry. He began his lesson on medieval poets with a poet named Chaucer, whom everyone had been wild about back then. <laughs> is your burn going to be on Chaucer? <laughs> it is. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's it? That's the whole burn? Yeah, whom everyone, everyone had been wild about. Wild about. This is like one then. of the greatest English poets. It is hard to read. Okay, it is written in uh, an archaic f- form of English that is difficult to parse. Well, I was trying to figure out because she brings up Chaucer a bunch. She brings up Chaucer. She does this great burn on Chaucer. They're studying the Canterbury Tales, and I was like, there actually is no resonance between this novel and the Canterbury Tales, I would normally like to bring something up like that. And the and it's just like, I didn't know what to do because normally when Anne or one of the ghostwriters brings a literary reference to bear on a text, it has deep resonance. I don't understand why they bring in Chaucer, who is famous for the Canterbury Tales. He's also translated Boethius, uh, but nobody really talks about that. And it's the Canterbury Tales has nothing to do with this. Right. What's the Canterbury Tales about? It's about it's like a, bunch a bunch of people going on like a road trip. Yeah, it's a bunch of it's, like it's the ultimate. England. It's the first road trip movie. <laughs> so I think we're just gonna have to. All? We're gonna have to leave it there. The great. There's tra- just nothing. The, so he wrote. He did. So Chaucer wrote the Canterbury Tales. Yeah. and translate like, this. And yeah, that's it. That's mostly it. I mean, he has a few other things like s- some scholarly works. I mean, he has a few like. Like the Canterbury Tales is unfinished, so maybe there's something in there. He he didn't finish the Canterbury Tales in the way they finished the translation of Boethius. But you know, like I, there's a lot in there. You would think that if she brings it up, right? No, I guess gotta be. Well, it was a good burn on. Um, it was a good. Maybe it's just Chaucer there for the burn. Just anyway. there for the burn. Yeah. Yeah. So they just wanted to toss out a quick burn. Okay. Well, and I don't think we need to read into it any any more than there's that. There's just nothing there. Okay. Just brought up Chaucer for no reason. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's your burn? Um, let's see if I had one, huh? If it's one of the burns on Tess, I'm gonna I'm gonna censure you. I'm gonna write you up. It's not a burn on Tess. It's a burn on France. That's a fine. Uh, yes, my mother is with the U.S. Foreign Service. She's a translator for diplomats, and my father works for a French-based perfume company. There are some photos on the desk of my friends and me in front of my old school. Paris, I thought, impressed. Growing up in Paris seemed to me even more sophisticated than growing up as I had in New York City. We get it, Stacy. <laughs> it also explained why Tess might not have understood the jokes about Petunia Pig and Babe. She'd grown up away from American culture. Turning, I picked up a small stack of photos next to the letters. 
The top photo showed a smiling Tess with four of her girlfriends standing in front of a stone building. All of them were dressed in pink. Two of them were wearing black framed glasses like the ones Tess wore, and another girl had fixed her hair like Tess's. Every one of them wore an outfit I'd consider awful. (laughs) I suddenly realized Tess's strange look was the look in the school she'd just come from. In fact, on her desk amongst the letters was a French magazine. On the cover was a gorgeous model in a shiny vinyl hot pink pantsuit, short blonde hair, and black framed glasses. So my burn is on French fashion. Because they haven't seen Babe out there? My no, it's French fashion is is too basic. <laughs> Stacy McGill, one of the most fashionable people in Stony Brook, yeah, said that French fashion is quote awful. Yeah, so fuck you, France. You don't know anything about fashion. Yeah, don't take it from us. Take yep. it from a thirteen-year-old girl in Connecticut. French listeners out there, I want to be careful. I want to be careful here yeah. because we're. I think we're saying officially on the Babysitters Club Club that French fashion is. And correct me if I'm wrong. Just tell me if there's anything wrong with this. Basic and awful. Yeah. We're saying, we're endorsing that. We endorse that stance. Yeah. We endorse that. And, and I will add listeners. that we never play. <laughs> we no, always we never play. mean business. Yeah. We always mean business, both of us. Yeah. We don't play. Ever. We won't play. We won't play. You know so what? My we burn is do? on France. Mean my burn is on all of our French listeners. Our, the, but the burn is, is from this book on France, but we're. We're carrying it forward because if Stacy says it, and she's a flawed person, but we trust her on fashion. Uh-huh. And we are on Yves Saint Laurent. Yeah, Yves Saint Laurent, Jacques Chirac, president sure. at the time from of France, of France. WWE. Can mm-hmm. you smell what Jacques Chirac is cooking? He would say and do the thing with his eyebrow. Okay, all right. Charles de Gaulle. Oh, the airport. The also president. Yeah, just presided over basic, awful French fashion. Um, um, uh, Louis Vuitton. Oh no! <laughs> oh, nice try, no, buddy. Thank you. Sell your counterfeit purses elsewhere, bud. Yeah, uh, Drakkar uh, Noir. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that means um, something black. Yeah, black. Dr- it means black Drakkar. Do you not speak French? No. It means black Drakkar. Bad. We don't want it. It's basic. Tour de awful. Tour de right? Basic. Basic. Awful. I've been to uh, the big castle they got out there with all the gold. Yeah. Dumb. Dumb. <laughs> all right. Hear that? Hear that, Louis the Fourteenth? Yeah. Hear that, Louis Vuitton? Dumb. Dumb. Well, Tara. I'm sorry, France. I'm sorry, French listeners. I'm I sorry. actually do really love and admire your country. I think it's a beautiful country. I love and admire your fashion. I do love and admire your fashion. I'm, I'm very into pink. I'm wearing a Louis Vuitton placket right now. <laughs> you wish. <laughs> yeah. I can't afford it. No. Don't know what it is. Don't, don't even know what it is. <laughs> Tanner, what about if we get the fuck out of here? I'm good with that. You're good with it. I'm good. You'd like it. Yeah, I'll see ya. you. You're happy to... This is like the only kind of the only time we have together every week. Well, you're coming to town next week. Oh, Baby Nation. Yeah. Fun news. Next time you hear our voices, mm-hmm. we will be approximate. Viva voce. Viva voce. Yeah. That means... Living face. <laughs> that's what that's what it means. Yep. Nailed it. Yeah. Tanner, I understand. So our energy is gonna be different. It's gonna be weird. It's gonna be raw. Yeah. That'll be next episode though. This one we're still computer screen faces. Yes. What do you call it? Viva oh, not um, Viva, I wouldn't say Viva. Senza voce. Senza voce. Tanner, what I was gonna say it is means that... synthetic life. Okay. Yeah. Yep. What I was going to say is that even though Just we say it, man. What I was going to say is that I understand without your saying it, because I know you so well. Which, after all, is what being friends is all about. Uh huh. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What did you say? <laughs> okay. No, I was just gonna say that I kind of kind of understand you without you having to say what, because that's what being when you're really close with somebody, Tanner. That's what being oh, friends is all sorry. about. I just like you keep. You just keep you're not you're not capturing me, so I keep like my attention keeps drifting. I was saying that we should get the Baby Nation to uh, rate and review. Oh yeah, 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 Baby Nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like the show, yeah, and I assume if you're if you're oh with you're us doing on... it now, you're doing the outro. I'm just gonna sit back and interrupt you. <laughs> you did the I'd intro. Like, you I'd might like as well do the outro. Okay, I'd like to see you try to interrupt me. Great. 
I have rock solid resolve, and I will just see this through to the end. Okay. Baby Nation, if you like the show, and I assume you do, because you've been with us for a hundred and what, 14 episodes now? Give us, if you haven't yet, give us a rating, give us a review, subscribe to the show. If you really love it, recommend it to a friend. Tell them to start wherever they please, but please do start at the beginning, episode number one, and listen to the full way through. What else can we have you do? Buy our merch, if it's up by now. <laughs> Might not be, but if it is, buy the dang shit. It's so good. <laughs> We got Baby B. John to design our stuff, at Fox the Devil on Twitter. There's two shirts. You can choose whether or not <laughs> you're into bees or whether or not you're into bread. There's probably some pins. I don't even know. It's not even live yet. So It has to be one or the other, though. Or both. Or both. Yeah. May, preferably both, actually. Yeah, please, because we're starving out here. <laughs> I can't even feed my child. Might not even be live yet, though, so yeah. fuck it. <laughs> Drown your dolls. Call your senators. Demand your right to bear time. Let daddy, let this daddy mm-hmm. love you like the other daddy does. Okay. Don't forget. Don't forget. <laughs> Keep. Oh. That's not. Is that what we say? That's your motto, and I, I'm hoping it's your edit, but I'm hoping you bleep the shit out of it. We don't say just. We don't say that. And there's a reason. It's because it's gruesome. It's That's kink shaming. It's not it's not for human ears to hear. It's kink shaming. Oh, you I'll know what? I'll see you around town, baby nation. Kiss ya, I love ya. Okay, you're do- bad at this. I want here's what I want to say. We we say what do we say now about the what about the melon? What do we say about the melon now? Keep thumping that melon. Keep thumping that melon. I here's another one that's introduced in this book that I like a lot. Barbara Tess and I. This is early in the in the first chapter. Barbara Tess and I. Tess, uh, are you you're introducing a new outro? I just want to say something. Tess in this book bumps into the paper mache jaguar mascot. That's how we are introduced to Tess. She has an accident and she bumps into and destroys the paper mache jaguar. And so one of the first lines of the book is, Barbara Tess and I had planned to meet in the lunchroom that afternoon to rebuild our jaguar. I thought that was a both a potent metaphor and an all-around cool thing to say. Re- rebuild the jaguar. Okay, demand your right for free time to to bear time. Thump the watermelon. <laughs> Thump the melon. Thump the Rebuild melon. Rebuild the jaguar. Yeah, and let daddy love you as much as. But it's me. Mommy does. No, that's no, that's bad. Don't forget to let daddy love you as much as, as I much do. As but we're talking does. about me, so you're gonna have to. I want you to lead us out, and I want and let I want, daddy. Can I daddy sit, talk for Jack, a second? Love you as much as mommy does. Mommy no. being me. No. That's weird now. I don't understand. I want you to lead us out, and I want you to say the sign-off. That's the only thing that matters, and I'm going to give it, give that to you. But to get Boys, us there... Boy, I tell you what. What? You wouldn't believe they exist. Oh, God. Okay. No, listen. And I'm Tanner Greenring, and I'm wearing a bra now. You have to tell us... And I'll see you next week on the Babysitter's Club... I'm going to coach you through it. Club. Let me coach you through it. Okay? I've been Tanner Greenring. No. Let's I'm going to coach you through it. We're going to get there. Tanner. Mm. Tell us what we read this week. Jack, this week we read book number 111, The Babysitter's Club Saga. Mhm. Stacy's The Babysitter's Cycle, Stacy's Secret Friend. Okay. What are we reading next week? Next week we're b- reading book 112, presumably. Mhm. What's it called? It's got a name. <laughs> oh god. It absolutely has a name, don't you think? Wouldn't you imagine it has a name? <sighs> I got it. I got it. I got it. Number 112, Christy and the Sister War. Yeah, it sounds fucking great. Does it not? It Does it really good. not sound like you and I deserve some good, clean, babysitting fun? And what's more fun than a sister war? Sister war. Sister war. That sounds good. I'm looking forward to that. Jack. Yeah, who you have you been this week? have been Jack Alexander Shepard, mm-hmm. and who I'm Tanner Greenring. This week, okay, Claudia, Jack, yeah, no, is wearing a bra now. Okay, you're just gonna let them have the corners in their bedroom. And the way she talks, okay, you would think that boys 
had just been invented. My name is Tanner Daniel Greenring. My name is Jack Alexander Shepard. And I'm Tanner Greenring. And I'm Jack Shepard. This week, it's my edit, so <laughs> uh, that's going to come out exactly how I want it to come out. <laughs> that was a HeadGum Podcast.